Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus, and transform Hoxton. Good morning, everyone, uh, both in church and online. My name's Morag, and I'm a licensed lay minister here at St. John's. And today, my talk is going to be based on Psalm 150. But first of all, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to reflect on your word. And I just pray that you speak through me, that, I, that your words, the words that I speak are your words, and that I speak your message with clarity. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 150 is one of my favorite psalms. I find it a very joyous, a very uplifting psalm. It always makes me feel good. And it's a very fitting way to end the book of Psalms as well. It's the last psalm in the book. Because Psalm 1 focuses on the person that God blesses, you and I. And this last psalm focuses solely on God, on praising God. And of course the psalms in between talk about all sorts of different situations and emotions, uh, which I think we, could probably, we can probably all relate to in some time in our lives. So Psalm 150 finishes the book of Psalms with an explosion of praise. It's an incredibly intense uh, psalm, totally focused on calling us to praise God, praise God. I have an app on my phone, Reflections in the Psalms, and it says this about Psalm 150. It arrows in to the heart of the heart of our relationship with God, and that is the necessity of praise. The Westminster Confession says the chief purpose of man is to worship God and enjoy him forever. One of the hymns that we sing, Bethel hymns, uh, says praise is the highway to the heart, to the throne of God. Praise is the highway to the heart of God. So it's in praise, worship, love and enjoyment of God that we find our fulfillment. Now Psalm 150 is a very short psalm. There's only six verses. Uh, but it invites us to explore several questions about praise. The where, the what, the how, and the who. The questions about praising God. So let's start with the where. Where should we praise God? Now the, the psalmist in verse 1 says, praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in his heavens. Now where is God's sanctuary? Is it this building? Is it somewhere outside? Is it a special place that we have to go to praise God? Well, in the time that this psalm was written, the Israelites would have understood that God's sanctuary was in his temple, where the tabernacle was. But that didn't mean that they only praised him in his temple. They would praise him throughout their lives with acts, and um, they praised him at their festivals and on their pilgrimages. But with the coming of Jesus and his death on the cross, when the veil between the temple and the tabernacle was torn, God was freed. And he was always free, but he was freed from that specific place of worship. And he now resides in us. Our bodies are his sanctuary. Our bodies are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 reads, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Ezekiel 37, verses 27 to 28 says, My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy, 
when my sanctuary is among them forever. So God never intended his dwelling place, his sanctuary, to be in one place, in one specific place, in a building. He always intended it to be with us, that we are God's sanctuary. We are his temples. Therefore, we are called to praise God everywhere because we go everywhere. Now, the other thing that this first verse calls us to praise God in the heavens as well. Praise him in his heavens. In Job 38, chapter 38, verse 7, we read, When the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God shouted for joy. Revelations 5.11 says, Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and the numbers of them was myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands. So when we praise God, whether we're praising him collectively in a place like this, or whether we're praising him alone or in a very remote place, we're actually, we're not alone. We're joining in the multitude of heavens, all those who have gone before us. We're joining in with creation, praising God. And I just love that thought, that when we're praising God, it's not just us, it's the whole of creation, the whole of heaven. We're joining in the heavenly choir of praise. The next question that I want to address is what? What should we praise him for? And the psalmist writes, praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. So we praise him for what he does and for who he is. We praise him for all his acts, his acts of mercy, his acts of justice, his acts of grace, and for all that he's provided for us in our lives, the strength that he gives us to lead our, our daily lives, the fact that he's listening to us when we pray, that he's always with us. In fact, the list, actually, for, to praise God is endless. We praise him for his creation, for the redemption of the world. So we could go, I could go on and on talking about the things that we should praise God for. But most importantly, we should praise him for sending his only son to us, for Jesus coming into the world and for dying for us, for the, for the forgiveness of our sins. So we also praise him for his surpassing greatness according to the, the multitude of his magnificence. We can never add to his greatness. We can praise and praise and we should praise God as much as possible. But by praising God, we're not adding to his greatness for God is great. So therefore there is nothing, uh, there's no such thing as too much praise when it comes to God. We should take every opportunity that we can to praise him. How should we praise him? Again, the, the psalmist lists a lot of instruments that were uh, used at the time, the harp, the lyre, cymbals, trumpets, strings, pipes, dancing. But this list is not prescriptive. These are not the only ways for us to praise God. We can praise God in many, many ways. We've been praising God this morning through our songs and our worship and our singing. We praise him in our times of quiet when we're having our one-to-ones with him. There's an opportunity there to praise him. We praise him by what we do the way that we live our lives, the way that we relate to others, what we do for each other. All these are acts of praise to God. Now, we live in times when it's not cool to be a Christian. And sometimes we're made fun of by the way that we uh, praise God and, and the way that we worship God. And, and this can influence and inhibit the way that we praise God. But David wasn't inhibited uh, when he came to praising God. And we read in 2 Samuel chapter 6, when the Ark of the Covenant is finally brought into the city, David forgets himself and he dances shamelessly. 
Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. And his wife thought that he was belittling himself in front of the lesser people, in front of his servants. And when he comes home, she says to him, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of those base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. But David's response was, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. So David wasn't worried what others thought when he praised God. He felt like praising God, so he put his body and his soul into giving praise to God. I noticed, and you probably noticed as well, during the Olympics, that some of the athletes... The minute they had won their race or come to the end of the race, the first thing they did, some of them fell to their knees, hands in active prayer, or they lifted their hands up, and they were praising God, giving thanks to God for what they had achieved, for the gifts that he had given them that enabled them to achieve, um, to achieve the pinnacle of, of their careers. They weren't embarrassed. They were being watched by millions and millions of people around the world. But that didn't inhibit them. The first thing they wanted to do was to say thanks and to give praise to God. So let's not hold back when we praise God. Let's praise God in any way that we can. Now, I can't sing. I have a terrible singing voice. But that doesn't stop me from singing because I love singing. And the words in many, many of the hymns that we sing express exactly how I feel towards God. So when, we, when I come to church, my apologies to those sitting next to me, I do sing, and I sing out loud, but I sing, I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And I just sometimes think that, I imagine God looking down, and he can hear me, and he says, oh yes, there's Morag, and she's making that joyful noise again, again in, praise, in praise of me. So let's not hold back, let's praise the Lord. Now, who should praise Lord, the Lord? Well, again, the psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That means everybody, all creatures, every living creature should be praising God. It's not just the job of our leaders in church or our worship leaders. It's you and me. It's everybody's business to be praising the Lord. John saw this being fulfilled in his vision in Revelation 5.13. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. So let's all of us praise the Lord as much as we can. Take every opportunity that we have to praise God. Now, there is one question that's not answered really in uh, this psalm, though you could argue that it is, it's implicit in, in the whole psalm. And that's the when question. When should we praise God? There was this poor old lady who was in the habit of saying, praise God for everything. Her neighbor happened to be an atheist. And he used to get angry with this lady and kept shouting at her, there's no God, you're wasting your time praising him. But the lady just used to smile and say, praise God and walk away. One day the neighbor heard the old lady pray. Um, Lord, thank you for everything. I've run out of rations and there is nothing that I can cook with tomorrow, but I trust in you to provide. Thank you and praise you. True enough, the next morning when the lady opened her door, there was a basket of provisions of everything that she required there for her. 
She happily picked up the basket and shouted joyfully, praise God. The atheist neighbor who was standing nearby pounced on her saying, ha, I told you there was no God because it was I who provided you this basket of provisions. I put it here uh, for you. But the old lady joyfully looked up to heaven and said aloud, praise you, God, not only have you provided for me, but you made the devil pay for it. Thank God. (laughs) It's easy to praise God when the going's good, when all is well, isn't it? It doesn't cost us anything. It's easy for us to say thank you and to praise God. But it's not so easy when times are tough, when things are difficult, when it's all turbulent around us. It's much, much harder to focus in on praising God. Now, this is why this, uh, this <clears throat> psalm is one of my favorites, because it's a psalm that I often use when I have my quiet times. And when I'm feeling upbeat and happy, I will start with this psalm, because I think it's, a, you know, it's really, really uplifting. But when times are bad and I, and I can't focus and my thoughts are all going round and round and, and things are not so good, I also start at my quiet time with this, this um, psalm because it helps me to connect with God. It reminds me that even when times are tough and when I can't really think of any other way of connecting with him, that he's still here. And because he's still with me, he's worthy of praise. Hebrews Chapter 13, verse 15 reads, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. To me, this verse helps to answer that final question of uh, when. When and what what manner is praise to be offered? First of all, we are asked to make a sacrifice. Now, praise normally costs us nothing. It's considered to cost us nothing. When all's going well, it's easy to say thank you, and to praise God. But when things are not going well, it's not so easy, and it requires personal sacrifice. It requires ultimate faith. It requires faith in the fact that though things are bad and things are turbulent and we can't see the way out, God is with us. We have faith that he is there beside us, and for that, we praise him. We thank him that his presence is continual in our lives. This verse also asks us, to make, asks us to make praise continuous. Not something that we just do at our quiet times or when we come to church, but that our lives should be a continuous stream of praise for God. Praise is not just a reward that we give to God when things are going good. It's not us just giving him a pat on the back and saying, thank you, God, all is well in my life. Here's a burst of praise for me as a thank you. No, it's not. Praise is something that we offer continually, knowing fully well that even when we pass through the valley of the shadow of death, his presence is still with us, and he is praiseworthy. Now, studying and reflecting on this psalm in more detail has actually made me ask myself the following questions, and maybe you'd like to reflect on these questions as well. Do I usually go to God when the going's tough? Is that my first port of call? Do I praise God in those moments? Yeah, I probably ask him for help, uh, or I might be angry with him or something because things are not going the way I wanted, or I'm getting impatient because my prayers aren't being answered. But in the difficult times, do I praise God? Do I actually praise him? Because yes, he's still there, even though things aren't working out. God's presence is still there. Do I praise God continually? 
Is my life a continuous stream of praise to God? Well, to be honest, no, I, I, don't think, I don't think it is. And I would actually like to be like that woman in the story that, we just, uh, that I've just read to you, because I would like to be able all the time to be remembering to praise God, because our lives are full of highs and they're full of lows, but in between, there's a lot of mundane, everyday things. And those are the times as well. God wants to be involved in all aspects of our life. So do we praise God in those times as well as in the highs and in the lows? Um, yesterday, I, was, um, I was, had a day on the allotment. I have an allotment with my niece and with uh, her partner. And we've had a couple of warning letters recently because we've not been keeping the allotment as nice as we should be. So we decided to have a day at the allotment and we... we my sister and her husband came down, so there was a whole group of us. And I'm now practicing, I'm trying to be praising God continually as well. I'm trying to, I'm thinking about this. So when the day started, it was great. I could praise God. The weather was great. It wasn't too hot. The soil wasn't too hard. There was lots of things for me to praise him for. But as the day continued and it got harder, all I could think of was things like, oh, my back's hurting. And am I going to be able to finish this? I'm not feeling very well now. So it's, it's not easy I think for us, well, not for me anyway, to have my whole life as a continuum of praise. But I would like it to be. And I suppose the important thing is, it's not that I'm able to do it, it's that I'm striving, I'm moving towards that, I'm working towards that. It's a work in progress. So let's remember that it's through praise, worship, love and enjoyment of God that we find our fulfillment. So let's not hold back. Let's praise God with all that we have and let's praise him continually with our lives. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk for more information.